Good morning, church. Let's oh, yeah. rise.
came running out of that grave. Let's say our story, amen, church. Come on. That's our story. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hey, church, we want to welcome you to this, this house. It's this beautiful time of worship where we can sing our gratitude. Heavenly Father, we welcome your spirit in this place. Lord, and thank you, Lord, for the work that you're going to do, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you did call our name. Thank you, Lord, that we can.
Take this life and breathe on This heart that is now yours Come on, you can have it all, sing it again You can have it all, Lord Every part Every part Right, we just sang hallelujah for the cross Take this life and Gratitude sings out this heart that is now yours. Oh, come on. Golden joy I found. Surrendering my crown. As a feet of the King. Who's 
individuals, Lord, we need you. As households, we need you, Lord. As a community, Lord, we need you. As a city, as a state, as a county, Lord, as a country, we need you, Lord. Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that we would all sing, Lord, that your church, with a capital C, Lord, that your church would sing in one voice, in one accord, Lord, you can have it all that we would truly surrender ourselves, Lord, and see the things that you see, Lord, that we would surrender ourselves, Lord, to your will and your way, Lord, that we would follow you, Lord. You can have it all, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your peace, Lord. We ask, Lord, for an overwhelming uh, peace, Lord, that would come from you, Lord, into uh, this place, Lord, and thank you for this time of worship. Heavenly Father, you can have it all. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We ask for your comfort, Heavenly Father. We continue to pray, Lord, for uh, our pastors, Lord, and for their time of grief. Heavenly Father, for their grief, Lord, as they have just laid down a family member, Lord, uh, to rest, Lord, into your loving arms, Lord. We pray for Pastor Cindy, Lord, and her grieving heart, Lord, and her family, Lord, that have laid down uh, her sister, Donna. We pray for her and for Pastor Richard, Lord, for Ashley and for Ricky and Gabriana, Lord, and for Ashley's family, Lord, Rob, Isaiah, Danny, and little Tony, that you would surround them, Lord, with your love. Let them know, Lord, that they are not alone, that you will forever be surrounding them, Heavenly Father. And for the widower, Heavenly Father, we ask for him as well. And Lord, for those also, Lord, that are suffering loss, Lord, that, Lord, that it's not just them, Lord, but so many, Lord, that are dealing with loss, Lord, we pray for your overwhelming peace, Lord, to come over. Those, Lord, that are celebrating, Lord, this time, Lord, of celebration, Lord, with, with graduations, Lord, and with new life coming in, Lord, we thank you for the gift of life, Lord, and we celebrate with those that are celebrating as well, Lord, and we say thank you, Lord. And we ask for your clean bill of help, Lord, for that new life that has come in, Lord, into our congregation and afar. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that, Lord. And those with health battles, Lord, we pray for them, Lord. We think of Sister Roxy and her family, Lord, dealing with her mom's illness, Lord, and those many in this congregation, Lord, that are dealing with health battles as well. Father, we, we pray your healing touch, Lord, and your comfort and your peace, Lord, would overcome and surround them as well, Heavenly Father. Father, we pray these things, Lord, because we trust you and believe, Lord, that you will always come through, Heavenly Father, because you always have. And so, Lord, we thank you for those things, Lord, and for that we say thanks. And it's your name we pray. And the church that agrees says, Amen. Amen. Welcome in, church. Can we celebrate what the Lord is doing, church? 
Why don't we thank the Lord? Amen. Hey, church, as we as we come to a close and worship, why don't we why don't we welcome one another? Amen, church. Good morning, my family. Man, it's an awesome time of worship. As always, I want to thank you so much for always joining in that amazing time and hearing the, the voice of the church just brings so much life. I know to me and to the worship team as we have our conversations in the back, it's just amazing when you know, we don't really have to try that hard because you guys do all the singing for us. And so, amen. Hey, church, we want to welcome you into the house. Uh, allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Michael Romero. I am your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings. My name is AJ, Oops. My name is AJ Curry, and I'm your younger pastor here at uh, New Beginnings. Amen. Uh, fresh batteries? Do we have batteries? Are we good? Okay. We'll take care of it. Hey, church, so this is AJ Cole, if you didn't hear. He's our young adults pastor here at New Beginnings Church. And so we just want to catch you up on a couple of things, church. Hey, before we get started with announcements, today is graduation Sunday. Can we, can we celebrate that today? Amen. Graduation Sunday. And if you're, if you're here today to be recognized, uh, I, I would like for you to, to stand and meet our Sister Grace here in the back. You can check in with Sister Grace if you're here to be recognized uh, because our graduation ceremony will begin right after our announcements because uh, we want to... We want to go ahead and recognize our graduates. And if you're here, like I said, for a graduation ceremony, if you would be so kind, right directly behind me is my sister Grace, who is ready to, ready to um, get things started. So church, a couple of things that are going on this week. Uh, church, a week from today, we want to remind you that is it, it, such an important piece of our walk of faith is baptism. And so next week is baptism service. And we want to remind you that if you have not done so yet, I want to encourage you to please sign up to be baptized. If you're maybe a brand new believer, maybe, maybe, you've, maybe you've been saved now for quite some time and you've just never been ready to make that next step. And the Lord has been pushing you and said, hey, it's time to, to go public with your faith. Um, I would encourage you to be baptized. Uh, and also Here, just use this. <laughs> Sounds good. And church, uh, here in a couple months, we have VBS coming up. That's going to happen in July. And right now, you can sign up for that for your children. That's going to be consisting of children preschool all the way to elementary school. It's going to be an awesome time. And just like camp uh, that's going to be happening here next week, it's going to be a time, a full week of vacation Bible school of all kinds of fun activities and lessons. Uh, they're going to experience Christ in a way that they can understand. And believe me, as a former preschool educator, they are able to obtain so much information about Christ than you can pro possibly imagine. They understand. They know. So take advantage of, of that. 
It's going to be in July, July 23rd through the 27th, and you can register now online or through our app. Amen. So we want to encourage you to take care of that church. And VBS is such a life-changing event. Picture like youth camp for the little guys. It's just such an amazing time. And man, um, this sanctuary turns into a ginormous playground. And it's really, really cool. Not only this sanctuary, but man, the outside. And hey, if you want to volunteer, uh, we need volunteers. Uh, and it, maybe you're saying, uh, maybe I don't want to volunteer, but maybe I just want to hang out to see what it's like. Well, cool. I want you to do that as well. But bring some kids with you. Okay? Bring your nieces. Bring your nephews. Bring the grandkids. Bring the neighbors. Bring, bring, bring everybody. Uh, we want you to sign up. And how can we sign up there, AJ? We can sign up. You guys can go online to our website, NBCABQ.com, or through our app as well, the NBCABQ app. And there should be a link right there, right on the front page as soon as you log in. Amen. And that's just the way we want you to take care of that. So, church, encourage you to take part of uh, all those events that are coming up with New Beginnings. Like, uh, we have always keep up with our current events and New Beginnings with, with our app. And if you've not been able to download that, I encourage you to do that. Go into your Google Play Store or your Apple uh, App Store and just look up NBC ABQ. And you could download our app and keep, keep, uh, keep up to date with all of our events. So you can register there. Uh, behind me, you'll have this QR code that you can just snap a picture or just actually hold your camera up to it, and the link will pop up on your phone. And you can follow that link, and you can connect with us at the front office. How do you do that? Uh, or why would you want to do that? Well, maybe you have a question that you want to ask the front office. Maybe you just, hey, how do you guys do this? Or, hey, what's the process of doing this at the church? Maybe you just want to ask a question, or maybe you want to register for an event. That's the way you want to do it is that QR code that's behind me. Amen. Amen. And church, we just want to continue to say thank you for your being good stewards of the Lord and continuing your tithing and your giving to the church. It helps more than you may know. Uh, if you want to do that today, we have text to give. That's also behind me, all the different ways that you can give. We have text to give. You can give through our app, our website, and we also have envelopes out there. And you can drop it off at the drop boxes when you're dismissed today. Amen, church. So we want to thank you always for being such faithful givers and always going over and above the tithe. Amen? With your gifting. And church, with that, we say, will you please turn your attention to the screens? You know, not too long ago, it was a perfect box of crayons begging to be used. Today, it's coloring the world with your amazing and unique ideas. Seems like yesterday you carried your favorite lunchbox to school. Today, you're carrying yourself with a great sense of accomplishment. You stood on stages for performances and awards. And now, here you stand, awarded a chance to step into the next phase of your life. You worked hard learning to read all those books. And now, adventure is at your doorstep. The first day of school, it seemed daunting and surreal. The last day of school is filled with nothing but possibility. That span of time between day one and today, God spent molding you into the person who can tackle the next big thing. He introduced you to your gifts and talents, showed you the things that might excite you in life. He's equipped you for all of your tomorrows and kept you on solid ground for each of your todays. He's promised to go before you, stay above you, carry you, and have your back. Just remember to stay the course and give every day to Him. You've crossed the threshold. You've run the first leg of the race. 
You've accomplished an amazing feat, and we couldn't be more proud of you. Congratulations, graduate. Amen. Hey, church, now we'd like to formally uh, recognize the graduating class of 2023 from New Beginnings Church. And if, if they're in the house, none have checked in thus far, but we continue. We're going to recognize them either way because they're our family. Amen. That's who they are. And we want to recognize the following graduates that are members of New Beginnings Church. And if you happen to be in the crowd, we would love for you to come up. Miranda Baca. Miranda Baca received her Community Health Care Worker Certificate Program from Presbyterian Community Health. And she continues to work with the community as part of Frontline Resurrection. And we want to congratulate Miranda Baca. Ashley Hernandez. Ashley Hernandez received her associate's degree in nursing from CNM, and she started working as a nurse and pursue her bachelor's degree within the next year. We want to congratulate Ashley Hernandez. Antonio Lopez. Antonio has received his master's in business from New Mexico Highlands University, received summa cum laude with honors with over 3.1 GPA, part of top 10% of his graduating class. He received that degree while still holding a master's in business and will continue his work in social work with his company. Crystal Purchase. Crystal received her master's degree in business from Capella University. Congratulations to Crystal Purchase. Esmeralda Perez. Esmeralda received her high school degree from Los Puentes Charter High School and will pursue a career as an esthetician and a lash tech. Congratulations, Esmeralda. Honey Romero. Honey received her high school diploma and is looking forward to what the future holds. Honey Romero. And will pursue a career in CNM or UNM. Matthew Romero Jr. Matthew received his high school diploma from the E Academy High School and is looking forward to his uh, upcoming career at CNM and will look forward to future opportunities. Michaela Cifuentes. Michaela received her high school degree and completed a dual credit program at CNM for a certified nursing assistant program while at a Trisco Heritage Academy. Michaela was one of the leaders in Gen Z for Jesus at her school, was a member of the honors, uh, honor student and me member of the honor society, Mecha and uh, a part of the honor society. Michaela also wants to go into the medical field. Let's celebrate Michaela. <laughs> Leslie Toth. <laughs> Leslie as well has, has completed her program as a community health care worker with com uh, Presbyterian Community Health and will continue her work 
as a community health care worker with Frontline Resurrection. Efraín Trejo. Efraín Trejo, he received his high school diploma from Rio Rancho High School and will continue his educational career at CNM and will look for amazing opportunities in the future. Church, will you stand with us as we celebrate and will you, will you give a round of applause to our graduating class of 2023? And church, that does not include the many, many that we know for sure did not register for today's service that graduated with just amazing uh, degrees. But church, we want to celebrate them. I want to, want to call up our youth minister, David. Oh, he's got a microphone on. Uh, minister David, why don't you pray for our graduating class? Cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, Father God, we thank you so much for all of our students who graduated here through New Beginnings, Lord, and they put in the hard work, whether it was a high school, a certificate program, associates, bachelor's, master's degree, Lord. You saw the amount of work and dedication that that took, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, because these students were able to follow through, God, and all for your glory receive their diplomas, Lord. I thank you because these are things that break cycles of poverty, Lord. These are things that allow students to reach higher levels of success in life, God. And I thank you because you've blessed these students to do that well and to do that all for your glory, God. I thank you and I praise you for all that you are and all that you're doing in the lives of our students and everybody here at New Beginnings Church. It's in your name we pray and all God's people said, amen. Man, how exciting, church. You may be seated. How exciting. Graduation Sunday. I remember when I graduated from high school, it was like, man, we did it. No more, no need to wake up early anymore to go to some place I don't want to anymore. And then adulthood hit and then work and stuff like that. You know how it goes. <laughs> but here we are now, church, and I'm really grateful to be here. My name is David Sanchez. I'm the youth minister here at New Beginnings Church, in case we haven't met. If we haven't met, let's change that after service. I'd love to connect with you and get to know you. Uh, and I'll be speaking today. Um, we're, we've been in a future, or we've been in a series called Choosing Your Future. And uh, Pastor Richard gave me this study that he had done on Hebrews chapter 26. Three through, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 23 through 27. And this is talking about Moses' life-shaping choices. You see, at, by the time usually that a student graduates, they are looking forward at all the possibilities. Do you guys remember being 18, 19, 20, 21? I'm 22 right now. And I'm still kind of looking forward and thinking, man, there are so many things I could do. Don't those possibilities get overwhelming sometimes? You know, all the different options, especially our young people now. We are faced with, you know, we see so much things on social media. There's so many options, so many opportunities, so many things to do. Where do we go and how do we know that we are following God's will for our life? And so this sermon, this study that we're going to go through today, it's almost like the valedictorian speech I never got to give, you know, except we get to talk about Jesus, which is even better. Am I right? But this isn't just for our graduates, church. This is really for for people like me who still see that, man, the Lord is good. The Lord has been good. He's done so much in my life, and I'm excited to see where he'll take me next. I'm excited to see what he wants to continue doing. And, you know, they say you you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But I say, if you've been born again, you're young. 
you're young in here in the name of Jesus, am I right? So, family, let's pray before we get started with anything else. Holy Spirit, we continue to invite you here, Lord. Thank you for the wonderful time of worship that we had this morning. Thank you because you really have a way of leading us into your presence here at New Beginnings Church. I pray that your presence don't stop with the music. I pray that your presence continue to fill this room, Lord. I pray that you guide my voice, guide my words. God, I pray that you speak through me. And I pray more than anything, Lord, that you be glorified this morning. It's in your precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. So church, we're going to be in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at verse 23 all the way through 27. If we could get that scripture on the screen. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid, they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share in the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. You know, church, the thing about Moses, the reason that we're even reading this passage here is because this passage comes to us in a section of Hebrews that's often referred to as the Hall of Faith or the Faith Hall of Fame. We're talking about heroes, giants in the faith, people that we should be looking to. Now, don't get me wrong. The only perfect person in the Bible is Jesus, of course, right? But yet, we, get to, we have the privilege of standing back thousands of years from where this story took place, and we can see what Moses did well. And we're able to see how God took care of him, even through his flaws, even through his own fears. And we can now here learn so many great things. You know, Moses is, was the foundation of the Hebrew faith. The, those first five books that he wrote are known as the Torah. And there are many faith traditions, particularly the Jewish faith tradition, that that's all they use, that's all they have. Moses was a giant in the faith. And Moses did so many amazing things. He led the people out of Israel, right? And we saw miracle after miracle after miracle, and some amazing things happened there. And one of the things that Moses did that allowed him to be able to be used by God that we can also start doing that will allow us to be used by God is number one, he refused to let others define him. Family, we need to refuse to let others define us. It said in that verse 24, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. How many of us love our families by show of hands? I know I do. How many of us also know our families can get a little rough, right? (laughs) Hey, you're sitting right next to them, not me. So (laughs) it can get a little rough, but the thing is we need to remember that we should refuse to accept those bad things that our family brought into our lives, those bad memories, those bad tendencies, those bad habits. We need to refuse to allow those to define us and instead look forward and choose better for ourselves. Like many of our students did, graduating alone, putting in that work academically is saying a lot. You know, my dad, he only got through middle school before he dropped out. In, in Mexico, that's fairly common. That's where he was living when he was young. Uh, he only got through middle school. The fact that I'm a high school graduate is kind of big news to me. And there's so many of you in here also that share that story. Don't let 
the, bad, the baggage from your family of origin define you. And don't let anyone define you for that matter. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, Paul says. Then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Family, don't be defined by the world. We are meant to be in it, but not of it. Am I right? It says, don't copy the the behaviors and the customs of the world. The Bible also says in another verse that friendship, to be friends with the world is to be an enemy of God. And I know there's a lot of trepidation and fear that comes with that, like, but we're in the world and it's around us all over the place. But did you hear this verse? Then we will learn God's will for us, which is good and pleasing and perfect. They don't need to fear. We can trust in him, church. First Thessalonians 2, 4 says, we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people not people. He alone examines the motives of our heart. I think about when I used to work at Bahama Books right across the street. I know I used to see some of you guys there all the time, right? That was great. (laughs) When I worked there, I got to a point where I'm just, you know, there's so many customers, especially in the summer. You guys have seen that line, right? That was the old Raising Cane's before that one opened up. It was crazy. Um, And, you know, when you're working fast food, they say the customer is always right. But I I learned if you try to please every single customer, every single coworker, it's going to get exhausting. And it's much better just to live knowing that God sees what I'm doing, that God knows why I'm doing what I'm doing, and he will honor that. That's why it says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, that I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are good plans, not for disaster, but to give you future and a hope. See, when we let others define us, we lose sight of that. When we we let others define us, we're just overwhelmed by, am am I supposed to be this? Am I supposed to be that? When all we're called to be is faithful. I think about, uh, you know, sometimes I I get really hit by what the Bible does not say. You know, when we all get to heaven, we all want to hear that phrase, well done, my good and faithful servant, right? We've all heard that. Doesn't say my good and prosperous servant, my good and wealthy servant. He said my good and faithful servant. If you are faithful, that love of the love of God will help you endure to the end. Number two, we need to remember to choose short-term pain for long-term gain. Or as the old phrase has it, no pain, no gain. <laughs> in Hebrews 11.25, we read that Moses chose to share in the oppression of God's people instead of the, enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. I think about the fact of, have you guys ever seen pictures of Egypt? You know, has anyone just, I'm curious, by show of hands, anyone ever been to Egypt? No, no one in here. It's, it's an amazing place. If you just look around, there are massive structures that like, I don't even know how they built them. Most people don't know how they built them, you know? And so when you think about how big this empire was, how good this kingdom was, how big this kingdom was, and the fact that Moses was an heir of that, he was royalty there. He had anything he could have wanted, he, he could have taken that identity as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, and he could have had anything he wanted because he could have been living as a king, but instead, no. He chose to join in with the oppression of God's people. And what's crazy is that reminds me a lot of what Jesus did for us. Am I right? 
There's that one verse that says, he counted his status with God as not something to be grasped, but instead he emptied himself and he humbled himself. And he served humbly to the point of death, even death on a cross. Isn't that beautiful, family? And Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 4 says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and strength and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. We have that hope of salvation. One thing my mom always told me was, we have not just the hope, but the joy of salvation. Nothing can ever take that away. There's another verse in Romans that I'll probably misquote it a little bit, but Paul says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers, no powers, no, nor, things to, nor things present nor things to come will ever separate us from the love of God revealed in our Lord Jesus Christ. That means there is nothing this world can throw at you that will take the joy of salvation. There is nothing in this world that can change the fact that the moment we step into eternity, we will be united with our king forever and finally be home. Nothing can change that. And so, therefore, we're able to choose short-term pain for long-term gain, just like Moses did, just like Jesus did. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, Our present troubles are small, and they won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly overweighs them and will last forever, last forever, family. And so number three, we need to remember to choose God's values, not the world's, not the world. Hebrews eleven twenty six talks about how Moses, he thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to, uh, than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead at his great reward. Let me ask you something real quick. Are you looking ahead at your great reward? Or are you still thinking, how am I going to make rent next month? How am I going to do this? I'm so worried about this. I'm so worried about that. But then every now and then we get that sense of, wait a second. Life is more than this, isn't it? That's why the Bible calls it that still, small voice. We need to learn to listen to that. The Holy Spirit will guide us so that way we can continue looking <clears throat> ahead for our great reward. And there's some things, family, that the church, or that the world values that I wanted to mention real quick. Number one is popularity. The world has a way of valuing popularity. I think about what's happening in the political atmosphere in the U.S. You ever notice that, you know, there's people far on one side and there's people far on the other side, and we tend to hear the worst of either far side, right? But the truth is, generally, those are few and far between. The only reason those crazy people get pushed is because they're the crazy people and they can draw attention. Popularity is something to be sought for in the eyes of the world. But that's not for us, family. I think about the fact that when, when, Paul, was, uh, when Paul was converted, you know, it took him about eight years between the time of his conversion through, the, through when he started to actually minister. There was that season of obscurity where God was molding him and shaping him. And you know, when we chase popularity, we end up not allowing God to mold us and shape us into who we are meant to be. The world also values pleasure. 
pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. It's everywhere. Just with smartphones alone, the, thing that does, the, the things that that does to our dopamine receptors in our brain, y'all, just on our phone all the time, it, it, the, our pleasure indicators in our brains go nuts. That's why our kids are so addicted to them. But we need to say no. That's why Jesus says we are to deny ourselves and carry the cross. And another thing the world values is possessions. I remember, you know, and this is kind of a weird thing for me now, even I'm realizing, you know, there's a lot of things out there that I'd like. You know, I like making music. I like, you know, recording music and I play guitar and stuff like that. And I'm really working on creating like a mini studio in my room right now. And so every time I'm at the I'm at Goodwill, I'm just buying speakers. And then I realize at one point, I have a lot of speakers, you know? And then I realize, you know, I, I, something inside of me at some point was just like, I'm never going to have the speakers that I want, so I have to keep getting speakers for my studio. And then God told me recently, he goes, David, you have a lot of speakers. Your neighbors hate you. You're so loud. <laughs> and I realized, man, I've been trying to grasp for something that I thought was out of reach, but the truth is, if I want good speakers, I can just get them. God can arrange it to where I can just get that. I've been valuing possessions, and I repented of that, and I realized we need to, as a church, not value possessions like the world values it. That's why 1 John 2.17 says, this world is fading away along with the people that crave, but anyone who does what pleases the Lord will live forever. And so, family, instead of popularity, let's understand that God values purpose. God values purpose instead of popularity. I think about the fact that the reason Moses was able to say no to the treasures of Egypt was because he knew that he had a purpose. Remember that verse where it said that they knew that Moses was an unusual child? They knew he had a purpose. You ever feel like you're unusual? You ever feel like you're weird? Like you don't fit in? Those thoughts can get overwhelming, but let me tell you right now, family, you are here on purpose and for a purpose. The King, the God of the universe, the Lord of all creation knitted you together in your mother's womb. He knew you before you were born, and he's called you for a greater purpose. And rather than pleasure, let's understand that God values people. I think about that verse in Psalms where God says, what is man that you are mindful of us, God. You have crowned us just a little bit lower than the angels. You understand what that means, family? We're not animals. Genesis, the book of Genesis says that we have, that we bear God's divine image. We are image bearers. We were made in the image of God. God values us. That's why he didn't give up on us. And, you know, we're talking about Moses here. Do you remember that time when Moses is up there talking with God and he comes down from the mountain and Aaron had made a bunch of golden calves and they were worshiping it like, moo, you know, like it was really weird. They came down and he was really upset. (laughs) He was really upset. And then God's really upset and, and God's telling Moses, you know what, we'll do this. Let's just wipe everyone out and we'll start over with you, Moses. And what Moses said, no. Have mercy, Lord. And what did God do? He said, all right, Moses, we'll follow through. 
See, that faith that Moses had allowed him to be able to pray that powerfully. So it says in the book of James, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. You see, God cares for us. He could have given up on us during Sodom and Gomorrah. He could have given up on us during the golden calf. Heck, he could have given up on us after the fall of man, after Eve ate that fruit. But no, here we are. And God said, I have called you. And I want to redeem you. I want to reuse you. And I want to use you for my glory. And rather than possessions, family, let's understand that God values peace. You know, when... uh, so my childhood was kind of interesting. Uh, we moved around from Roswell to Kansas, back to Albuquerque, back to Kansas, back to San Antonio, back to, or San Antonio, Texas, back to Albuquerque. And we moved around a lot when I was growing up. Uh, and we actually started here in Albuquerque. We were originally from Mexico. Um, and I remember, you know, every time we moved, it felt like we were in a different financial situation. Like sometimes a house would be really big. It felt like a castle. Other times it's like, man, this place is kind of dusty, you know? And I remember at one point we were living in San Antonio, Texas, and, you know, we, we were living in a nice condo in a nice area of town, actually, and things looked really good on the outside. We lived near all the rich people, and we went to the really nice school in the really good neighborhood. We went to a really nice church, but behind closed doors, my, my parents were having a lot of problems, and it was real difficult. And... My mom read us this verse in Proverbs 17, 1 that says, Better is a dry morsel with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting and strife. And I remember being in fifth grade, and it hit me. Man, I remember those dusty little houses, those dusty little apartments that were, were a little rough, but man, it was peaceful. It was peaceful. As a fifth grader, I saw a glimpse of that. And now here I am. And I see that that's so true, family. God values peace. I know especially for our young people on social media, we see lots of pictures and lots of glimpses of a lavish lifestyle, just traveling around, doing this and doing that. And while that seems great, we got to understand traveling is is stressful, guys. (laughs) It's a lot. And God values that peace. That's why he gives us that peace that surpasses all understanding. And we are to seek that, church. And so, number four, let's remember that we ought to choose to live by faith and not by fear, family. Hebrews 11.27 says, It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. He kept his eyes on the one who is who is invisible family. There's another Bible verse. uh, I wish I had it here on paper, but it says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of what? Power, love, and a sound mind family. And so to recap these things, and when we look at the life of Moses, we need to understand if we want to follow suit with Moses, if we want to implement these life-shaping choices, we ought to, number one, let's refuse to let others define us, family. We lived a different kind of life before we stepped into church. We lived a different kind of life before we got saved. And God has changed our name. He's called you daughter. He's called you son. He's called you child of the king. 
And so we need to refuse to let others define us by our past, by our failures, by our mistakes. And we need to also let go of that ourselves. Number two, let's choose the short-term pain for long-term gain. I started doing, uh, do you guys know what cold plunges are? They've been all over social media lately. And I, and I know I just talked about, hey, stay away from social media, but I saw cold plunges. And it's basically what you do is you get your bathtub, you fill it with cold water, and you dump all your ice trays into it, and you sit in there for one to four minutes. And let me tell you this, family, it is miserable. It's horrible. But apparently there's a lot of benefits. Uh, my, my brother was talking to me about it. He's a really smart guy with like a master's degree or something. Uh, <laughs> and he was saying that it literally, on a molecular level, tightens how, how your DNA is wound. It helps hold you together. It also activates your brown fat system, which, which helps keep you warm. And for me, especially the reason I'm doing it, it helps with your dopamine receptors. That means it helps with ADHD, helps me stay on track. And again, family, I'll, I'll reiterate, cold plunges are terrible. But even in this area, choosing short-term pain for that long-term gain has a numerous amount of benefits. Similarly, saying no to that drink, saying no to that girl, saying no to going back to those habits that you once knew, that little pain of feeling like you're missing out, has its reward waiting for you. It has its reward. Number three, we choose God's values, not the world. Forget about popularity. Forget about pleasure. Forget about possessions because God called you for a purpose. God called you to edify God's people, to continue the work that was started in our Lord Jesus Christ. And God called you to value peace, to live a peaceful life to shun the appearance of evil and to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. And so how do we put all this into practice, family? How do we actually start doing this? I remember I had a professor. We used to do Bible studies together. And at the end of the Bible study, I'm like, man, this was really moving. He's like, all right, what are you going to do about it, David? I said, I'm going to get closer to God. And he's like, how? You know what I mean? We say, oh, I'm going to get closer to God, but we never define what that means. My professor said, okay, what are you going to do, David, and by when? And so I want us to look at these few verses so we can understand how we can put these things into practice and figure out what we're going to do and by when. We keep our goals, number one, by getting support from people. Hebrews 10 Verses 24 to 25 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Family, I want you to take, take a moment and look to the person on your left. Now take a moment and look to the person on your right. Whether you know them or not, that's your sister, that's your brother. These are your siblings, this is your family, I'm your brother. God has us here as his church, and we are to be one body united in our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. We can lean on one another. We can talk to one another. The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. 
And so right here, Sunday mornings even, we can just, let's talk to each other. Let's connect more family. Let's understand how we can support each other, how we can pray for each other. Youth camp is next week. Please pray for me. (laughs) We are the church family, and that's why it's important to get plugged into our small groups, take our classes, find a place to volunteer. We need a lot of help in that youth area. Sister Jessica and the kids, you know, they have... There's some Sundays they have like 100 kids in there. That's a lot of kids. They need some help. Go and get plugged in because what happens when you're serving is the people around you become your family. And I know that because that's why I'm here today. People like Chris Camarasa, people like Wally Cully, when we were volunteering on the youth team, they became my brothers. Amen. And I'm confident I wouldn't be here if it weren't for, having, for the fact that God put them in my life. We can get support from people. And number two, ask and expect God to help you. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 7 says, Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone, determined to do his will. And I know that I will not be put to shame. Family, you will not be put to shame. So set your face like a stone, determined to do his will. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? Are we not more than conquerors, family? If God is for us, who can be against us? And so, family, with all this in mind, we've talked about Moses' life-shaping choices. We've talked about how we keep our goals. This is what I want us to do today. What I want us to do is I want you to think about the person here in this room whose face you know but name you don't. Think about the faces that you know but the names that you don't. And before you leave today, find out what that name is. And I'll do the same. I'll probably be talking to a lot of you today. But by doing this, we can connect with each other more. We can put these things into practice. We can get support from one another. We can ask and expect God to help us. Doesn't the Bible said where two or more are gathered? There he is in our midst. So let's put these steps into action, family. Let's connect with one another. And let's allow the Holy Spirit to continue to knit us together as a church family. So before we dismiss, I just want to pray a quick blessing over us. Holy Spirit, I thank you and I praise you because you are here at New Beginnings Church. You are here in the hearts of everyone in this room, Lord. And I pray that you continue to spur us towards love for one another. I pray that you allow iron to sharpen iron here at New Beginnings. I pray that true family is formed here in this place. I pray that you give us the strength to figure out that what by when and to put these steps into practice. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Family, you may be dismissed. We love you, church. Don't forget to ask for those names. in the old